Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing S&P 500 index on track for a record. It could come down to decimals, but right now the S&P 500 index is at 2397 Point twenty-four. That is a record. Whether we close at that number remains to be seen. Thirteen minutes to go. The Dow up thirty-six. A gain there of two tenths of one percent. S and P up three tenths of one percent. Nasdaq higher also by three tenths of one percent. We've got the ten-year on this Jobs Friday up two thirty seconds. Yield two point three five percent. Gold is up one tenth of one percent. Higher by a dollar thirty to twelve twenty-nine. Crude oil big reversal earlier today. Crude oil higher back above forty-six dollars a barrel. It is up 1.7 percent, higher by 79 cents. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, it's time for the Bloomberg ETF report, brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility? Minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit BlackRock.com/factors. Prepared by BlackRock Investments LLC. Vanguard Group continues to build on its dominance of financial inflows. ETF.com reports Vanguard's exchange-traded funds attracted $50 billion this year through the end of April. Only BlackRock saw more funds pour into its ETFs. Bill McNabb, Vanguard CEO, on the secret to Vanguard's success. We never sit down and say we want to grow by X. We actually always sit down and talk about what can we do from a service standpoint and what can we do from an investment standpoint to better the um, opportunities for our clients, and growth, in a sense, takes care of itself. McNabb says Vanguard is able to do more for its clients at a lower price because of the way the firm is structured. Fund investors are Vanguard shareholders, and McNabb says the benefits of the firm's growth get passed on to investors. That's actually been the secret to our success. You know, if you think about it, it's almost like a virtuous circle. Um, You know, as people have entrusted more assets with us, uh, we've been able to create scale. That's allowed us to lower the cost. Vanguard has among the lowest fees in the ETF industry and helped launch the so-called fee wars. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. All right, Catherine, thank you so much. The Bloomberg VC wrap-up, it is brought to you by Eisner Amper. It's Pivotal, the new tech event from Eisner Amper you will not want to miss. Pivotal, May 9th at Westbury, New York. Learn more. Go to Pivotal at EisnerAmper.com. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg's Courtney Sitchin joins us right now. She's a data analyst. She's an expert at the Bloomberg Terminal, even here at Bloomberg. Uh, Focus on M&A and, indeed, focus on M&A in the restaurant industry. Um, So, uh, Courtney, glad to see you. Glad to have you here in the studio with Carol and I. Um, Talk to me about sort of how we can use, you know, what we can see here in the terminal that we wouldn't otherwise see about M&A in the the restaurant. Well, first, what's going on in the restaurant sector in terms of M&A? So first I actually wanted to look at a function called MEMV, which kind of figured that, which kind of got me into this idea of looking at the restaurant industry where you can view the members of an index so and it's MEM as a member. Yep. B as a MEMB. Go where you can view the members of an index and its current current weightings along with shares and price performance so you can evaluate the composition of your chosen index to determine the performance of security relative to other members. So I started to look at some indices in the consumer cyclical sector to see if performance against the S&P was outperforming or underperforming. And one index in particular that stood out to me was the S&P restaurant index outperforming the S&P 500 this year so far. So if you, so if you enter in the, the if, if you're on, if you're lucky enough to be sitting in front of a Bloomberg terminal, you would, you would enter in the restaurant index. Right. Uh, the S&P 500 restaurant index, which has not a lot of names in it. 
Right. S15 REST Index. And then so S15 REST Index. MEMB. Yeah. Yep. And then you type in MEMB, which is that member weighting. Uh, so you can see sort of which companies have the highest weighting. When you do that, you see what? You see McDonald's is huge. Yep, we see Starbucks. McDonald's. We see Starbucks. Panera is also in here. Ruby Tuesday, not so much. Yeah. So now being an M&A analyst, I wanted to see if we were seeing similar performance in the retail restaurant space for M&A. And going inside the terminal now, the data shows us that M&A volume for the retail restaurant sector has been on a rise. And through the function MA Go in the ticker line, I was able to annotate a time series chart to point out the mega deals we saw in the last five years in the restaurant arena, including Tim Hortons and Burger King. And Wait. Er, slow down. Okay. Okay. So we have the restaurant index. We have a, an idea of like who are the big players. Yeah. Then we go to MA Go on the Bloomberg. Yes. To get an idea of this is a great function. We love it. We go to it often here at Bloomberg, but it tells you, you know, total deals globally. North America breaks it down, dices and slices it, and also does dice and slice it in terms of targets and industries. So once we go into MA and you're looking at the restaurant group, we find uh-huh. what? So we can look at the last tab noted time series. And here we can understand the volume versus deal count of this sector. So, so in other words, you want to see if there are a lot of deals happening, or just like one deal, like the Panera deal that's yeah. driving, that makes it look like there's a lot going on, but really it's just one big thing. Right, exactly. So we could see that the Panera deal was announced, I think it was back in April, a couple weeks ago, right? So obviously, you know, the, the quarter is just starting off, so we're not sure if the volumes are going to be on par with 2014 volumes where that were at, at a high where we saw that Tim Hortons deal. Um, we also saw that Yum Brand spinoff in Q, let's see here. This is in Q4 2015. So it's still a little early to tell if volumes will be um, at a record high like we saw in 2014. But the Panera deal is an interesting one to look at. Wait, so uh, I think I'm doing this wrong. Co- so well, co- yeah. We're in the M&A function, and obviously yeah. you've got to go to industry view and pick your industry, right? Yep. So what industry... So, I was looking at the retail restaurant industry and consumer cyclical, which I was able to do in the search bar on 91 options, which is the red bar on the top. So I built my own search here. Now, if you just run MA. Oh, so you did your own. Okay. Yes. Got it. So I, you're able to do it in the MA go functionality, but mm-hmm. it will def- default to today's volumes. And I want to look at it over time. Okay. So you did a customized, where, customized again, search. And again, so reiterate what you found. So I found that volumes were at a record high in 2014, right? Okay. Here we're seeing in the current quarter, that Panera deal that kind of spiked the volume. Now we don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the year since it is, we're only at the second, at the, we're only at Q2 and yeah. not even halfway through Q2. So I am looking at that Panera deal because I wanted to show you guys the interesting part of this function, which is our time series um, timeline within our deal screen. So say I see the Panera deal that is indicating that the volume is higher in this quarter, I can actually look at the deal screen for Panera and understand how the price was fluctuating when we saw the proposed news that came out a few days before the deal officially got announced. Does it tell us anything about, in general, kind of, are we seeing things pick up this year a little bit that we could anticipate more? I think I saw something on Twitter talking about Chuck E. Cheese, not a place that Corey and I probably go anymore, but I did go when I was younger for my daughter. Yeah, um, I did not look at Chuck E. Cheese, but I do know that Jab Holdings, um, who did 
make the bid to buy out Panera, also invested in Keurig. They also bought out Krispy Kreme. So this company also, I think, was in talks to possibly um, sell off some of their Jimmy Choo um, brand a couple days ago. That was a rumored deal. But the great thing about the M&A Go functionality is we do capture the deals that are rumored, that are in the talks. So you're able to na- navigate in the MA Go functionality if you were interested in those deals. But one thing I did want to highlight here was that Panera and Jab deal and the timeline chart. So if you do run the Panera ticker in your ticker line and then run MADL, which is, which is a shortcut for our deal list screen, we're able to pick out that deal with Jab Holdings and then look at the timeline tab. Now, in this timeline tab, which I was alluding to before, we can look at the price moves over time during the M&A. So things that we can include here are also other corporate events, mm-hmm. uh, other corporate events such as like shareholder meetings. Maybe that fluctuates the price, right? Right. Or maybe um, when that promote, proposed news came out, we can do an analysis on how much that price jumped. Um, so that was what I was looking at there. And folks, listeners, there's going to be a test at the end of the broadcast. I'm just telling you. All right, Courtney Citron, lots of information. Uh, interesting to dig dig into this. M&A, Global Data Analyst at Bloomberg News, in our Bloomberg 11 studio. This is Bloomberg Radio.